0: Hello you lovely lot, welcome to the Lost Map Podcast. I'm your host Pictish Trail, I'm speaking to you from my shed on the Isle of Edg. This is the July 2021 episode. In this podcast you'll hear bits of music that we're releasing this month as part of our Post Map Club series, as well as an interview with one of the artists, there's a first gig worst gig feature and something from the archives. I have to say I have been enjoying doing this podcast, we've done quite a few of them over the past year and uh, it does absorb a fair bit of time trying to work out what should go on it, even though it might not sound like that sometimes, but it's really helped me focus on what we're doing with the label. I thought I'd chat about that a wee bit here just to give you a bit of insight on how things are going. With the podcasts, regular listeners might have noticed that there's been episodes in which I have a conversation with someone. And then there's other episodes in which the artists will just send us an audio recording of themselves answering questions that I've sent them beforehand by email. There wasn't really any need for me to have explained that just then, but I've been feeling a slight sense of guilt for not having recorded more conversations recently. And maybe when restrictions are lifted, I'll try and do more one-to-one, face-to-face conversations, because that might be a nice thing. They just always take a lot more editing time. The chat itself, even if I plan for it to take half an hour at usually always takes 90 minutes which is nice it's nice to catch up but then I'll have to do quite a severe edit before sending it over to Joe who then edits it further and yeah there's a lot of back and forth between us just to make sure that the flow of the chat is right and it's not too long and recently I've just been too busy for all that so it's quicker for me to to send over some written questions to the artists and have them record their answers separately and It probably makes for a more informative podcast, you know, everything being a bit more condensed. There's just less random shite. But people like random shite too, and that's not to say, you know, there there won't be more conversations in the future. I think it's just good to mix things up a bit from time to time. And ultimately, look, I don't want this podcast to be stressful for you, but I don't want it to be stressful for me. I want it to be something I can enjoy, okay? Look, currently you're listening to a segment of the podcast where I talk about my feelings about making the podcast. You enjoying that? The reason I've been so busy, here's the juice, is that I've been writing and recording a new Pictish Trail album and it's going really well, thank you. i probably just jinxed that now. The final recording session is happening later on this month and then it'll just be a case of doing a few tweaks here and there before working out when it's going to be released. I won't say anything more about it than now because probably tempting fate. But yes, the making of this album has occupied about 85% of my brain space this year, with Lost Map occupying the other bit. 15% I can do maths. Although I should say these percentile figures don't take into account the brain space that being a parent consumes. That would skew the numbers considerably. We just started potty training our two-year-old daughter today and... There is shit everywhere. Human shit. Everywhere. Anyway, the 15% of working brain space that Lost Map consumes, back on topic, uh, I've just checked. There's eight upcoming album releases on Lost Map, another seven EP releases, and all the post-map club stuff we've got scheduled for the rest of the year. We've just started working on a new series of visitations. In fact, there's someone in the bothy right now there's some re-releases planned and even some events in the pipeline. When I'm writing my own music, I tend to do it in concentrated bursts of time and I try not to take in too much other music. So the only stuff I've been immersed in this year has been my own music, the stuff that we're releasing on Lost Map, and then if I've got time I'll listen to like a demo submission. It's a, a bit of an odd feeling in a way, in a weird way, this sort of cocoon that I've kind of put myself into there's a bit of me that wonders if I'm too cut off from what other people are listening to. What do other people listen to? I don't think I could name a single song by The Weeknd. Is that how you say it? The Weeknd? Or Dua Lipa. Is that one? I sound like an old shit now. Look, basically, you know, I'm I, I'm having a lovely time. I'm very fortunate to do this and really enjoying it and, yeah, just conscious that maybe i am not got my finger on the, the pulse of what's trendy I do, I like. I read a lot about music I've got subscriptions to music magazines anyway everything's good it's really good to be busy and I'm quite enjoying being immersed in this lost map world what's been really good is our post map club has allowed us to be a bit more adventurous as a label one member of staff just got a short haircut we're at over 500 members now and the support we get from Postmap Club makes it possible for us to run the label and commission our acts to make new music so yeah the more members we get the more music we can make the more weird shit we can do maybe you're listening to this and you're just thinking what is Postmap Club well here we go Postmap Club Postmap Club Postmap Club it's a very nice club
1: Early in-
0: Post Postmap Club is our membership club in which we send you postcards in the post at the turn of every month. These printed postcards have a bit of artwork on the front, or a photograph. and uh, On the other side they contain download codes where you can download new music that we've released on the label alongside exclusive tracks, rarities, live sessions audio experiments, all from different members of the Lost Map Collective. We send you at least two or three postcards each month and when you sign up for the first time, you get a double bumper pack of different postcards. You also get a membership badge and a monthly newsletter from me as well as discount codes for other merchandise on our webshop. It's a nice way for you to support what we're doing as a label. If you enjoy this podcast and you like the music that you hear, you should sign up. There are currently three tiers of membership starting at just £3 a month. All three tiers get exactly the same stuff. The only difference is if you pay more, you get a slightly bigger badge. You can also purchase a gift membership in which you get 12 months of postcards sent to you over the course of the year. Well, you get it sent to you whoever you're gifting it to. If you'd like to become a member, you can find out more by going to lostmap.com forward slash club. If you sign up during the month of July 2021, you will receive the following postcards. <coughs> We've got some exclusive tracks here from Edinburgh's Callum Easter who's got a brand new album coming out on Lost Map and Moshi Moshi At the end of last month's episode of the podcast we played you the first single from it called What You Think For Postmap Club this month, Calms recorded some exclusive tracks including an alternate version of the upcoming single System, which is the title track to the album which is coming out on September 3rd. We're currently taking pre-orders on the bottle green coloured LP which you can purchase from the Lost Map web shop and Postmap Club members will have received a discount code so you can get it at a nice price. Molly Linen, who we had on the show a few episodes ago, has got a new single out too. The track The Day Starts is on a postcard this month, coupled with an exclusive B-side called Hold. The Day Starts also features on Molly's upcoming 10-inch EP, which is being pressed on eco-friendly vinyl and we will be releasing that on the 27th of August. The EP is called Days Awake and it features six songs, including the track A Lot To Give, which was a previous Postcard single. Again, if you sign up to Postmount Club, you'll receive a discount code. Finally, we've got a postcard here from A.R. Pinewood, the cybernetic cowboy alter ego of singer-songwriter Adam Ross, frontman with the indie pop band Randolph Sleep. We released No Life, A.R. Pinewood's debut album of Vocoder Ballads, in 2020 on LP, and for this month's Postmap Club he's recorded a follow-up mini-album called Moonfire. It consists of eight tracks. Of really beautiful campfire country songs, all delivered with AR's signature auto tuned vocals. I got in touch with Adam a few weeks ago and sent him some questions about what inspired the project, and you're going to hear his responses now, interspersed with tracks from No Life and Moonfire. Here's Adam.
2: Hello, I'm Adam Ross. I'm currently sitting in my little home studio in my new house. I just moved to St Cyrus on the east coast of Scotland. So as COVID-19 continues to do its thing, I've been here mostly, painting walls, writing songs, recording songs. And I've got a new mini album under my A.R. Pinewood pseudonym. It's called Moonfire and it's coming out on Lost Map Records. I usually write songs as Randolph Sleep, but the A.R. Pinewood character was really born out of me fanning around with vocal effects and autotune, which the rest of Randolph Sleep would never have let me away with. I do a lot of home recording and vocals are usually the hardest thing to get right. I had this free app on my iPhone and I ended up recording all the vocals through that. It's sort of like compressed and squashed the vocals really nicely, which allowed me to put them really up front in the mix and not actually worry too much about them. The autotune was quite liberating actually because it removed my usual self-consciousness about my voice, so it was like, okay this sounds a bit ridiculous but at least it's consistent. So that vocal effect sort of gave the album its, its flavour and took it in a certain direction. And it also allowed me to hit notes that I couldn't otherwise. Yeah, I'd kind of generally associated those kinds of vocal effects with electronic pop music. So I thought it might be interesting to mix it with more organic instruments, you know, guitars, pianos, that sort of thing. So the album ended up going in a country direction. And once it was finished, I'd sent it over to Johnny. And I think we both knew... It wasn't going to be a Randolph Sleep album, so we thought, is it going to come out under my name? It felt a bit too weird (laughs) and out there to have a a sort of boring singer-songwriter name like Adam Ross attached to it. So we chatted about this idea of a sort of artificially intelligent country singer, (laughs) which became a robot. And A.R. Pinewood was born. And it meant there was a really nice visual aspect to the project. You know, I created a, a costume for A.R. Pinewood with a, a robot mask and a cowboy hat, naturally. And yeah, it meant there was this, this sort of strong visual thing that we could build around the album with some nice artwork. And uh, we got some analogue photography done as well it's got a kind of washed out vintage look to it but yeah it was nice to have that sort of strong visual brand yuck um that we could use to promote the album
1: i'm okay
2: The songs on the first album, No Life, still available, mostly came from old voice memos and notes on my phone, half-finished song ideas that suddenly seemed to come back to life with this new context. So the album Opener and Closer were both songs that I'd had for a while and had played live at solo gigs but hadn't quite figured out. They both felt a bit too earnest and I think that was an interesting discovery actually that a lot of the songs on the first day our pinewood album are for me <laughs> quite heartfelt and sincere which i think gives the album a sort of weird melancholy when paired with the robotic country singer persona and the vocal effects i, th- I think if the songs themselves had been overly humorous and tongue in cheek then the whole thing would have felt too novelty first album came together really quickly i love sitting down to record one song and then getting that feeling of hang on, there's more I can do here. And then before you know it, you've got a full album and it's been a week and you haven't eaten or exercised or spoken to anyone else, but you've got an album. And that process has happened to me a couple of more times, actually during lockdown. And I just love that feeling of being totally immersed in a creative process. I become quite obsessive about it and, you know, can't really manage anything else in my life uh, for a few days so lockdown was the perfect opportunity for getting into that state which I guess is the closest thing I've experienced to to what they would call like a a flow state because yeah I recorded every note of every instrument on that album which I think was actually a first even the more sort of DIY solo sounding Randolph Sleep records had up until that point always had other people performing on them and with no life, I sort of made the effort to write proper bass guitar parts, which was something <laughs> I'd kind of overlooked before, but I realized, you know, how, how that really benefits the the sound and it gave it a sort of funkiness that I was quite pleased with, particularly on the song Full Misery. Full, full misery Got no interest in your full- That was then and this is now. I've recorded a new mini-album called Moonfire. Like all great franchises, the Muppets, Critters, Leprechaun, I thought it was time for A.R. Pinewood in space. So there's a sort of intergalactic aspect to the lyrics and a slightly more futuristic tinge to the country sound. Um, There's an accompanying zine with the album that features a letter from AR Pinewood written deep within a wormhole as he travels to his home planet in order to convince the robot council not to destroy planet Earth. Yep, he's an alien now as well. Just just go with it. Turns out, right, that planet Earth and human beings were created by AR Pinewood's ancestors several millennia ago as a sort of living backup drive in case their own planet was destroyed. So it's like, maybe we're the robots? Anyway, without spoilers, things have taken a turn for the worst and A.R. Pinewood needs to save the world. Uh, The letter is written to his human sweetheart, Eva, and her reply is also included in the zine. It's uh, steamy stuff. The album opens with a song called Grandeur, which is a sort of tour of the solar system and beyond. And it's a declaration of love, a nice positive opener. It's got a vocal sample that I've pitch shifted and sort of layered up, which I think it gives it a nice sort of catchy hook. I used a few drum loops and samples and things on this album, um, which I I think helped give it a a different sound to the previous album. Time
1: has passed sign to head to my when sunlight flows and darkness shone grow me the hesitant was never my style but i swear i love
2: you another one of my favorites is the title track Moonfire, which features a lovely aching violin part from Pedro Cameron, a.k.a. Man of the Minch. The initial inspiration came from an experience last year camping on the beach and watching a huge full moon rise up out of the ocean. There's also a bit of werewolf stuff going on in the lyrics. As dogs... It was a song called Forever It Goes, which I don't really remember writing, but I'm pleased with how it turned out, particularly the the bass line and the, the sort of choir that sings the ending. On the one hand, it's, it's quite sci-fi, as I was picturing uh, a cosmic battle in outer space, but I think it was also intended to be a bit of a metaphor for the so-called culture war that we're told is happening online, and uh, the pointlessness of arguing on social media. People don't change their minds. Waste of time. Closing song is a song called Competent Human and it's basically A.R. Pinewood's anthem really, being as he is a digital Pinocchio trying to make his way in the human world. It sort of gets to the heart of why A.R. Pinewood exists and that's because I feel a lot of empathy for him. I personally feel quite robotic a lot of the time but you know, occasionally have days where I feel relatively capable and sometimes that's enough
1: I'm a
2: i enjoyed having this sort of alter-ego sideline, you know, a different space to explore music and, and songwriting. I think it's entirely conceivable that I have enjoyed it more than anyone listening to it has, but I, I think that's okay. But no it's been good fun I've been doing a lot of writing particularly since lockdown I've been recording a new song every month and putting that out through my patreon channel so I think i've got I've got plenty of material and it's it's kind of useful to pinpoint different songs for different projects just for just for the sake of variety I guess I've recorded a a sort of acoustic folk album basically that I am gonna release under my very boring real name so You know, there are some songs that wouldn't work in that context but would work with the A.R. Pinewood Stetson on my head. So yeah, I guess I just need to wait and see what songs come along and then serve them in the best way that I can if that doesn't sound too wanky.
0: That song you just heard was Grandeur by A.R. Pinewood. Thank you to Adam, big thanks for taking the time there pal. Feels a bit silly saying this because we're releasing the music but Adam is a songwriter that I'm a huge fan of. He's got this approach to making music that I find really inspiring. He's certainly one of the most prolific writers I've come across, especially over the past year. He's created a vast amount of material over the various lockdowns. Something like 5 albums worth of songs has come out across multiple projects, uh, as well as EPs and standalone singles. You can check it all out on his Bandcamp page, randolphsleep.bandcamp.com Alongside his songwriting he's really honed his production skills and his playing and this new A.R. Pinewood mini album is testament to that I'd say. There's some of his best sounding material on it, I really love all the wee details and the ideas that are all packed in there. And yeah, Moonfire by A.R. Pinewood is out now, available to all Postmap Club members as a digital download with their postcard. As Adam mentioned there's also going to be a CD edition which comes with a riso printed zine designed by our good friend Faith Elliott and containing lyrics as well as the love letters from A.R. Pinewood and his earthling partner Eva. Quick shout out here to Rose Canaveral who penned Eva's heartbreaking response for the zine. Nice one Rose. It's a really cool package and it's going to be coming out on the 6th of August which is a Bandcamp Friday, we'll be taking pre-orders on our website this month, LostMap.com, and Postmap Club members get a special discount if they wish to order the album in that format. Mm. Alright, let's move on to the next wee bit of the podcast. One of our most successful acts on the label is Rosie Plain, who is a dear friend of mine, someone whom I've toured a lot with. She's released multiple albums on Lost Map. There's a big interview with Rosie in our previous series of the Lost Map podcast where she talks in depth about her life in music and her experience recording on the Isle of Egg for our Visitations project and you can you can still listen to that if you like. Rosie's been touring recently with her friend Kate Stables, aka This Is The Kit, and we got in touch with them both during a roadside pit stop. I presume that this was recorded at a motorway services because Spoiler alert! They're just about to go into a Greg's, a perfect location. I'm sure you'll agree to discuss first gig, worst gig, a regular section of the podcast where we ask musicians to tell us about the first gig that they attended as a punter and the worst gig they've ever performed themselves. Here are their memories. Excuse
1: me.
3: Kick, worst cake. Worst cake. Hi, Rosie. Hi, Kate. Where are we? We are outside Greg's Hellingly Born. I think that's what it said on the on that travelodge.
4: Greg's Hellingly Born. Okay, great. Oh, travelodge East Eastbourne. Eastbourne. Hellingly Born. Eastbourne. East Hellingly Born. Eastbourne. East East we just went into Greg's. Asked them if we had any vegan sausage rolls. They said they'd be six minutes. We thought come out here and do this while we wait we know how to
3: time manage we know how to time manage
4: my first memory of attending a gig was at the railway in Winchester and it was the band of my sister's it was my sister's mate's band and they were called Moogle and I went to see Moogle play at the railway and I absolutely loved it and I saw them a couple of times when they were you know gigging haven't seen them
3: since i don't think they're doing moogle anymore not up to moogle all right the first gig i went to was when i was at um, St some beads primary school i went to see the blue tones oh, at um God. portsmouth wedgewood that's
4: good and it was quite primary school kids were allowed into yeah Wedgwood i think Wings something
3: happened like uh, i think bridget was gonna go and she was ill or something and yeah, so
4: what year would that have that been
3: I think I was in year five. I think I was ab- I think I was about ten or eleven.
4: Okay. And I think I was like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. Uh, let's can we do those sums? They can edit out the sum bit and then just say the date. Boom. It was oh, in I... ninety seven.
5: Six?
4: Yeah. Worst gig? I can't remember a worst gig. I mean, there's... Oh, I can, yeah, of course it can. Any wedding gig. I mean, no offence to anyone that's ever booked me for a wedding, because it's <laughs> always a real honour and privilege that someone would want me to sing at their wedding. But you're always just singing in a corner with people looking at you weird and talking. It's just like, you know, background music for the champagne yeah. reception or whatever. It's always really... Bad gig for me at weddings. Yeah, yeah. It never goes down well. Yeah. I haven't got enough slap bass and, yeah. you know, Aber <laughs> <laughs> Are
3: you think, Well, just one that springs to mind is we played at a festival in Brighton. God, it sounds awful. It sounds <laughs> awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> End of. <laughs> we played this festival in Brighton. <laughs> played festival in Brighton because it because it's that festival where you do lots of gigs. We'd done yeah, about five didn't gigs. At that festival. And then we got to this place on time. We'd also driven all night and had about half an hour's sleep. I feel like I'm going to regret putting this on. Is this you naming and shaming? Or something? No, 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 no. I'm not doing any naming and shaming. But, um, it's just, I just feel like it's me having a whinge. <laughs> well, it's the nature of the question. But it's what I, um, do remember was, is that... that? Yes, we played, we were, we were there to, we were there. Ooh, then man. everything <laughs> was, went really late. And then the, I think the sound person of the person playing before us, sound checking before us, unplugged everything on stage. And then it was all jumbled and nothing added up uh, so yeah. we had and then they let everyone into the room there were like 300 like. people into the room and they were saying Can we Job. oh this is so oh, this is re- this is a really dull story well um it's uh any but um, it's the answer to the question, it's it's the to the question. yeah it didn't work. people were sort of shouting things out, oh my God <laughs> I was really miffed. I was really miffed, I think it was the most miffed, but do you possibly ever, ever felt.
4: do you sometimes find that when you're miffed you do an amazing show
3: well, we could only I think we only played like three songs. Yeah, and time to but it was music. fun, it was really fun the songs we played and sort of half the things weren't coming out but I did, I remember feeling very bad about being miffed
4: yeah, because sometimes when I'm cross it just goes into like fuck it, I'm going to have a really good time
0: Thank you to Rosie and Kate for taking part in First Gig Worst Gig. We hope you enjoyed your Gregs. The song you just heard there was the Delifinger Finger remix of Friend City by Rosie Plain. It's taken from a compilation album we released a while back called Friend of a Friend. You might be able to find it if you have a wee rummage around the Lost Map Bandcamp page. That's pretty much us for today. If you've enjoyed the podcast and would like to support what we're doing at Lost Map, the best way is to join our Post Map Club. Go to lostmap.com forward slash club for more details. I'll leave you now with the full track The Day Starts by Molly Linnen. We just teased it earlier on in the episode but uh, now you're getting the full thing. It's a beautiful song and it's part of this month's Post Map Club releases and the track is also available on a forthcoming 10-inch vinyl EP. Thanks to Joe Cormack for editing today's episode, to Creative Scotland for their support of Postmap Club and thanks to you for listening. I've been Pictish Trail. We'll see you next month. <music>